This is the Best Run Podcast. Brought to you by SAP. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Best Run Podcast, brought to you by SAP. Today, we've got James Veal, who's the co-founder of Green Token, with us. And James is going to talk to us about how an Australian startup is supporting the sustainability goals of businesses. Now, James, I'll let you give them an intro to yourself instead of me running that spiel. Yes, uh, thanks, Rishenka, and thank you very much for having me on this. Yeah, um, so my name is James Veal, along with my co-founder, Nitin Jane. We are the co-founders of Green Token by SAP, an SAP venture. And look, uh, a few words on me. So I've had a 30-year career, mostly in commodities. Uh, Now, commodities are very misunderstood, uh, but they're the basic building blocks of our world. So I started way back in the 90s with BP, uh, on their oil and, and crude products uh, trading desk as an, a junior analyst fresh out of college. And the weird thing about commodities is that people buy them on quality and price. You know, if we say something and the world's become a commodity, what we mean is they're fungible, they're exchangeable. We don't really care what the brand is. You know, you think when you fill up your car with fuel, you tend to get the cheapest. You don't, you're not that loyal to a brand. You just look at the, the dollars per litre. Um and the problem with that is we lose a lot of interesting facts related to these um, these building blocks of the whole world. So uh, that's what uh, we set out to do with Green Token and uh, great that we could use our, our long career in, in commodities to solve that problem. Yeah, great. Now, let's just understand what Green Token does. Can you explain who Green Token is, what Green Token is, and what was the basis for starting the venture? Yeah, sure. So as I said in the intro that we were very focused on this raw material, we call it commodities, part of the supply chain. But let's look at what we call the downstream. This is the consumer products end. So pretty much any consumer product you buy from a company, from a supermarket, from Amazon, you know, it it comes in a packet. The packet has a barcode on it or a container. With that barcode, you can trace it back to the company that made it, you know, probably trace it back to some of the ingredients in there. And that gives you a lot of confidence in what you're buying is good for the environment, maybe has a lower carbon footprint, maybe aligns with your uh, values. So that's the downstream commercial end. And it's also true for the midstream, which is the manufacturing end as well. But when you look at the upstream, which is where the raw materials uh, originate, so that could be crops being grown in in a farmer's field, oil being pumped out of uh, wells, uh, could be trees being felled. Uh, There's a lot of opaqueness in those supply chains because, you know, you you think of just uh, one commodity, palm oil. Uh, I mean, palm oil, whether you stand where you think it's good or bad, is a very useful material, but clearly some of it causes deforestation. Uh, some other of it is is farmed uh, very well and provides a lot of uh, income to some of the developing nations. But there isn't today, there isn't that kind of barcode on the side of palm fruits to know which is good and which is bad. So in a nutshell, that's what Green Token is. We, we're giving that ultimate supply chain traceability, but to these really hard to trace uh, raw materials that have long supply chains from countries which are still developing ship in bulk, uh, ship continuously, get mixed, get commingled, get processed along the way. So, yeah, it, it's the missing piece. And did you want to share some of the key achievements that you've achieved to date with your customers? 
Yeah, sure. So um, uh, we started uh, back in 2019. I was a VP of Agri for SAP uh, based out of Singapore uh, for uh, a- a- APJ. And uh, <laughs> Southeast Asia region is where the world's majority of palm oil is sourced. So Indonesia and Malaysia. And we were approached by a Singapore-based company who had a very good track record on sustainably farming palm, uh, goods, human rights, uh, ethical record as well, uh, no child labor in their plantations. And they said, look, you know, we want to sell our palm, but we want to let the world know that we're doing the right thing. And we want to let the world know to make a choice over us. And by doing that, you know, the whole world can can see which is good and which is is, is bad. So so that that was our real first use case. Um, two and a half years down the track, uh, we ended up uh, doing a great uh, proof of concept with uh, Unilever, who are a well-known um, consumer product company who have a commitment to uh, not knowingly source uh, palm that causes deforestation uh, in 2023. We were with their supply chain um, companies, Golden Agri, Cinemas, uh, and we had some fantastic results. We put almost 200,000 tons of palm products through our supply chain. Uh, each of them uh, we could identify back to plantation and no one's been able to do that before. I mean, previously they just based this on trust that people said, this is okay. We actually now had the proof through that entire supply chain, uh, the crush plants to get the oil, the oleum refinery to get the chemicals all the way to the consumer uh, uh, products. So yeah, that was huge. Yeah, and it sounds like there's a lot of innovation there. So we talk on this show particularly about innovation. So how do you help your customers to innovate around their sustainability goals? Yeah, so uh, it was interesting. So if you look at the world of SAP, ERP, uh, we're primarily a batch base. You know, we're very good at supply chains, but we're we're very good at those mid to downstream supply chains, uh, which tend to be batch based. So if I'm making a thousand iPhones or a thousand exhausts for cars or a thousand anything I'm doing them in batches and I have good production orders and I know the components I need and I can put a batch number on them and then back to the QR code and the identification when we look at the upstream you know uh, take our one uh, a, a palm oil uh, crush plants uh, in the rainforest of Indonesia they would be served by hundreds of growers big plantations small holders um, it's almost impossible to use this batch idea. The minute uh, the fruits, the palm fruit got delivered, uh, it would go into a big pile. So you instantly lose uh, the identity. So our real big innovation was understanding that we didn't need batches and we replaced them with a small digital twin token and hence the name of our venture, Green uh, Token. So for every small amount of palm coming in, we have a digital twin token in our system, which identifies that palm. And to that token, we can add a whole bunch of interesting facts, ESG facts, uh, location, latitude, longitudes, you know, whether the smallholder is certified sustainable. And then we end up with a complete digital twin of all the material going through the plants and to the customer. You know, for, for every kilo ton of material, we have tokens representing that. So that, that for us is our real innovation that Unilever completely uh, embraced. Um, I'm not sure everyone understands what a digital twin is. So do you want to perhaps explain that? Yeah, sure. So uh, so back to our small holder, Ravi, he turns up uh, with his truck. He's got maybe uh, a ton of palm fruits 
upon it. We know Ravi is certified by a company called RSPO, Roundtable for S Sustainable Palm Oil. Uh, when Ravi drops off his uh, palm fruits, uh, we put it across the, the Waybridge. He's giving us a thousand kilos, one metric ton. We create a thousand kilos equivalents of a digital twin. Uh, and this is a digital record saying all this fruit rides on this day from Ravi. We know the farmer, we got his farmer ID, we know where his plantation is. Uh, we're certifying this is uh, good, sustainable palm fruits that can be processed. Um, and we award a thousand kilos, one metric ton of green tokens uh, to that. And the clever thing is we wanted some way to keep the tokens to provide this transparency, what we call a chain of custody. And we found the easiest thing to do was blockchain. So in the same way that, you know, if you have a, a Bitcoin, I spend it with you, the, the Bitcoin leaves my wallets and goes to your wallets. So the tokens are a bit like this digital currency and uh, they get put into the crush mills uh, uh, wallets. And as the crush mill sells the products from that mill, we transfer the tokens along the chain. So the tokens give us two things. They give us ultimate uh, identity for the material in the system. And they also give us this, uh, this immutable record of who's had it and where it's been all the way to the end customer. Fantastic. And so how do you see some of these technologies evolving in the future to support not only green token, but also your customers? Yeah. So look, as I said, when we, in the, in the start, you know, we are very much at that upstream. So we, we think we're the missing piece, you know, SAP has always been really good at the midstream and, and downstream. You know, we've been able to do product recalls, product traceabilities. Uh, but this this missing piece uh, of the raw materials was never there. Or if it was, it, was, it wasn't done particularly well. Um, so, yeah, we, we are going to be part of SAP sustainability landscape. Uh, there's one product upstream of us called RSM, Rural Sourcing Management, uh, and that would allow a smallholder to manage his plantation. Uh, we would then get the information from that. We take it through that <laughs> that uh, upstream piece, you know, where it's raw material and semi-finished uh, products, um, and then we would hand off to more of the ERP uh, solutions. So uh, you can end up with a product which you, you should be able to scan. Say it's a bottle of shampoo, you should be able to scan the barcode, and using the SAP. Uh, cloud infrastructure, see where it was made, see that the uh, bottle contains 50% recycled plastic, that the palm oil in the shampoo is from a sustainable uh, source, um, you know, through theoretically all the way back to Ravi, all the way back to the farmer. So this gives customers a huge amount of confidence. And ultimately, it gives the consumer preference, you know, we want to leverage the consumer spending power uh, to spend their money on products which are good for the planet, good for the environment. Uh, but so far, there's been a little bit of that information uh, puzzle missing that, that we bring to the table. That, that's fantastic. And I understand that congratulations are in order because you recently won an innovation award uh, granted by the Australian Financial Review. Can you tell us a little bit more about the award and what you were recognised for? Yes, so uh, uh, the Australian Financial Review Awards uh, looks at uh, all major SA, all major uh, companies in Australia uh, who are involved in innovation, including you know uh, the big banks, Telstra, 
lots of uh, other people. And we, we were we were the category winner in uh, innovation for, for sustainability, um, and it's it, it's great. It's great to have that recognition. Um, you know, we're a small team of twenty people. Uh, we've all worked so hard in the last two and a half years uh, to achieve this uh, vision, and you know, we, we're doing it because we're we're passionate about the subject. We're purpose led. Uh, but it's always wonderful to have the recognition. And with that comes a lot of exposure. So off the back of that, we had um, many leads uh, from all over the region because the AFR is probably the leading financial paper uh, within uh, APJ. Yeah. Now, SAP supports startups through our SAP IO program. Um, but obviously, Green Token is one of those. So how do you have, um, what advice do you have in terms of how to establish a successful startup? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. So um, uh, May, the last day of May every year is the deadline for applications. Um, anyone in SAP can apply. Uh, so it can be individuals or it can be uh, teams. You have to put together uh, a business plan. And uh, there's a number of tracks. There's the One Billion Lives, which I'm sure you all know about program, uh, which would end up, you, you know, if you, if you got awarded funding for that, you would do that part-time alongside your main job. And there's the SAPIO track, which is where you stop doing your main job and you you form a new venture and you start running that full-time, which is where we were. And look, I think every year there's thousands of applicants and they get whittled down through various stages uh, to uh, hundreds and then to 50. And then there's a three-week cohort in October where they make the final selection. So... It's pretty tough. Um, what's interesting, uh, I mean, uh, uh, three bits of advice really is um, you, you've got to be passionate about your subject. You have to, you know, it's fine having an idea, but you've really got to understand what you're doing because that will come across. I've, I've since been part of the judging panel for the cohorts coming through. Um, and it's very easy to see those who've had a good idea but haven't really developed it and, you know, possibly aren't bothered uh, either way. So it's easy to see the people with the purpose and the passion uh, over those that don't have it. The second thing is, you know, SAP is all about customers. So get customer validation. You know, we, we had one recently. It was a great idea. And I said, well, which customers have you validated the with? Which customers have you spoken to? Oh, no, we haven't done that. And that's a big red flag. So, so definitely you need to speak to customers um, and they'll say, this is good, but change this or no, we have no uh, interest in this, you know, so speak to multiple uh, customers. And, and thirdly, I think really is uh, resilience. So, you know, given that thousands of people apply and given that only a few are awarded each year, uh, you learn so much on the journey. Uh, there's no reason why you can't come back next year. And often, the people who get through are people who've applied for two or three years, and then finally they have everything sorted. Yeah, but it's a it's a great program, and SAP is to be uh, commended for supporting ventures like us. Yeah, great advice. Now, obviously, we as a startup, you've got some some growth plans. So, where would you like to take Green Token in the future? Yeah, so we, we do run like a startup. So we have tranches of funding. Uh, uh, myself and Nitin, we've recruited a team of 20 purpose-led people. Um, you know, and it's always interesting like startups, you know, you have to make the books balance, you know, the money runs out and you either have to apply for more funding or you have to find an exit strategy. So 
in the commercial world, the exit strategy is tends to be twofold. Uh, either the venture closes because it doesn't get traction or the venture gets bought up or sold to a bigger company. Um, so we're clearly at this stage in our life cycle, uh, we have been successful. Uh, so I'd hope in, in the future that we would fold into the mainstream SAP products. Um, and certainly that's what we're planning for. Great. Any final thoughts or takeaways for the listeners, James, before we close? Yeah, I think I think um, I, I think the biggest bit advice I can give people is resilience. I, I I can't I can't stress enough how many people will tell you what you're doing isn't going to work, is wrong, uh, doesn't fit uh, a whole bunch of reasons. Um, and it's good in some way, you know. You, you're being tested all the time about your assumptions. Uh, within that sort of uh, criticism or within that feedback, most of it, uh, 90% of it is either because the people don't understand your proposition or they're ill-informed or something, So, uh, which is good, which means you get to build your stories and your pitching. But within that, there's going to be some real concerns that you haven't thought of that people have thought of and highlighted that you need to address. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, resilience is the key to making a startup work. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us today, James. And thanks to everybody who's been listening. You've been listening to the Best Run podcast brought to you by SAP. Thank you very much, Rushenka. You've been listening to the Best Run podcast brought to you by SAP. SAP.